You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Professor Di Twig, Dean of the School of Nursing and Midwifery at Edith Cowan University, to discuss her research into the impact of adding assistance in nursing to hospital wards on adverse patient outcomes. Thank you for joining me, Di. Thank you. What was the role of the nursing assistants that were deployed and and what was the makeup of the wards they entered? Certainly. um, The role of the assistant at nursing was to carry out basic sort of patient care tasks um, um, in accordance with their skills and competencies. And and the, the Department of Health in Western Australia did define what they could and couldn't do. And the sort of duties included um, assisting with patients' meals, helping patients walk and, and get out of bed, toileting patients, um, activities of daily living, so helping with showering, um, combing hair, brushing teeth, those sorts of things, taking patient observations such as their pulse and temperature, blood glucose monitoring, and um, with patients who are confused or disorientated, sitting with those patients to prevent them from hurting themselves while they are confused. So they're the main... Um, activities that they could undertake and were trained to do so. You hypothesised that that the addition of nursing assistants would have improved patient outcomes due to the additional help they could provide, but that wasn't the case across all measures. What impact did the addition have on the elements of patient care and and outcomes looked at in the study? Yes, well, we we found that... um... On the wards that, so we did two tests. We first of all looked at before and after the introduction of the assistance in nursing, and we found on those wards that um, had uh, the assistance in nursing um, that there was an increase in um, urinary tract infections, falls, and a a concept called failure to rescue, where the patient actually deteriorates and dies from what, if you had intervened early enough, would have been potentially a preventable death. And then, but we also found mortality went down. So overall, there were less deaths in the hospital across that period of time, both in the AIN and the non-AIN wards. But in those wards where the AINs were located, we actually had an increase in um, deaths that could have been possibly prevented had we intervened early enough. And why might we be be seeing this? Why doesn't that additional help translate to to better patient outcomes across all measures? Well, I think. Um, there's a number of things that might contribute to that. Um, certainly, while there was a broad policy um, governing what assistance the nursing could do, etc., how they were utilised at a ward by ward or even shift by shift level did vary a lot depending on the hospital, the ward, who was coordinating that shift. So um, there wasn't perhaps a consistent application across the system of the assistance in nursing. Um, so I think that's part of the reason. The other thing that we can see is they were generally deployed to wards where um, those wards already had a poorer skill mix. And by that we mean the number of registered nurses out of the total nurses. So out of the two level of nurses, the number of registered nurses caring for patients on that ward. And we found that um, you know in the wards where the assistants in nursing were deployed, there was about 10% less registered nurses on those wards when than they were in the wards where they weren't deployed. And that was significant in its own right in the study. You found that for one measure, mortality, there was an improvement with the addition of nursing assistance. Why might we be seeing an an improvement there, but but not in other measures? Um, Look, that's difficult um, to say. The mortality was improving in both cohorts of patients, so the ones who were on wards with assistance in nursing and ones with weren't. So 
and but in the case of the ANs, it was significant. So it may be the trend um, changed slightly in that group that gave a significant result. And what messages should those in charge of, of hiring or, or skill mix take away from these findings? Well, I think um, perhaps before I um, answer that, the other mm-hmm. thing I should explain is we did a second test, which was a post-test only. So we looked at just the assistant and nursing wards um, and we looked at the period after they were implemented. And then we looked at the time patients spent on a ward that had assistance and nursing with it. And we found for every, and we tracked that patient's journey through the hospital. Um, So we found for every 10% extra time that the patient spent on an assistant and nursing ward that they had a 1% increase in urinary tract infection and a 2% increase in pneumonia. Um, I suspect what happened is that um, these assistant in nursing roles were deployed towards that would tended to be medical. They tended to have um, more complex patients who may not, um, who have a range of conditions and complications that make them um, difficult to care for and they have a lot of health care, like caring needs in terms of assistance with sharing and those sorts of things. Um, and I think what happened in that is that while it was, I'm sure the nurses would say it was beneficial to have this level of support. These are the wards that also had a poorer registered nurse skill mix. And so the combination of the two, we saw that deterioration um, in outcomes compared to the non-AIN wards. So I think it's 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 not just a matter of um, placing anyone in the ward. I think who you place in the ward is really important. So whose hands are doing that caring is important. Um, and we can't underestimate in this the importance of um, skilled nursing care, and that's where I think it, it, we found the differences. And where do we move from here? Should we would look at kind of tweaking the model that was seen in the study, or, or looking at other ways forward? Well, I think the challenges, um, you know, often initiatives like this are in response to a fairly urgent need, a shortage of nurses or something like that. So it is very much policy on the run for people trying to run very busy hospitals. So I think what we should try and do in a more controlled way, if it's possible, is to actually randomise their allocation towards so that you could compare some wards that had them and some didn't um, and then look at the outcomes and also spend a lot more time on establishing how they're introduced into the ward team and make sure that that's consistent over time. Because as I said, we found there was a lot of variation between shift to shift and how they were utilised or, or deployed or even you know from ward to ward. So it, it made it very hard to embed what was a new role in Western Australia into the team to get the maximum benefit from that. So I think you know there are opportunities there to do a much more controlled introduction we're um, very clear about how they're integrated into the team to do a well. To, it would we could then look at the impact and and see the full potential that may not have been captured because of the variation. Thank you for joining me today, Di. Thank you.